The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and also the owner of Regenerate Magazine that you can check out at regeneratemagazine.com. We're thrilled you're joining us today and want to provide information and inspiration on this show and in the magazine that will help you make daily choices that regenerate all aspects of your life. And today, I'm talking to Orjian Chowong Rinpoche a Tibetan Buddhist meditation master and the founder and spiritual director of the Pristine Mind Foundation that you can learn more at at pristinemind.org. He's the author of the new book, Our Pristine Mind, A Practical Guide to Unconditional Happiness, which takes us on a journey beyond mindfulness and introduces a style of meditation relatively unknown in the Western world called Pristine Mind Meditation. This practice reveals our true mind in its innate perfection, offering an experience so profound that it has the ability to transform every aspect of our lives. Orjian Chowong travels throughout the United States and around the world, teaching a broad range of audiences, including those at universities, tech companies, and yoga centers, about how to improve their lives through meditation. Welcome, Orjian Chowong, today. It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much, Sandra. I'm very happy to be here. And then really interview, really interview. Wonderful. Now, this book, Our Pristine Mind, is really wonderful and such a, an accessible and enjoyable read. I'd like to highly recommend it to anyone who wants to learn more about this subject. And before we get into talking about the book, can you talk to us a bit about your training and upbringing? How did you come to learn the teachings in this book? Yeah, I was, um, you know, like growing up in you know, Tibet, and uh, that time I was young. I was 14, I think, um, uh, there's some um, meditation master near my hometown. I was very interested about mind and, you know, like happiness and sense of well-being. And any time I receive this teaching, my mind become more, you know, open and relaxed and feel very joyful. And then that's the reason I was, uh, you know, very interested in this deep, profound meaning. You know, life is, uh, many things are circumstantial, you know, like passing very slowly, quickly, and just uh, momentarily. And But I found this is more profound than just momentary experience. 
And I was very deeply, you know, a fact of these teachings. That's really what I wanted to uh, continue to be more deep uh, understanding through, you know, like uh, studying. Maybe I did nine years. I see. Okay. So you learned many things as a student of meditation and you wrote this wonderful book. Who would you say this book is written for and what are the goals for readers to keep in mind? What should they aspire to do? I think this um, book is, you know, my main target is for, you know, uh, someone has, you know, anybody has mind, have, you know, mind, and also um, they want to reduce and negative thoughts, emotions, experiences. They want to enhance and happiness and joy, sense of well-being. You know, anyone want to do that, then I, that's really the audience of this book. You know, like first I always thought, you know, like uh, I look at around the world, you know, and the people, why they go through so many different ways. Many people have, you know, mind is fearful. Some people have depression. Some people have anxiety, and many people have, you know, loss of steam, also like that ego, and then also others are like in everyday stress. That's really in a daily life, most big cities in the United States and other countries. I think that's one reason, I think, like that. And then the other thing is also enhance happiness and joy, positive thoughts, emotions. And uh, that's really uh, for me, then I, how do you reduce of the, this uh, negative and uncomfortable experiences. How do we, you know, like rejuvenate and happiness? Then I thought that's the reason I write this book. The reason is, you know, like most people go through these experiences. Sometimes they cannot find happiness, joy, because the reason is their mind is polluted and mm-hmm. distorted. And that's really uh, polluted and distorted um, uh, and really, really the cause of the, uh, you know, like the uncomfortable agitation and stress. And then I was learning, I was young, you know, the meditation of, you know, about a pristine mind. And the pristine mind is, you know, like, uh, you know, if you know how to access pristine mind, you find happiness within, but you know how to deal with your mental emotional experiences, special turbulent stress. Therefore, I always realize the pristine mind is key to, um, you know, like uh, get rid of negative experiences. Pristine mind is key to, uh, you know, source and joy and happiness. That's really a, a, a need to write this book. Mainly, that's there's many different reasons, but that's the number one reason. Yes. Okay. So, can you elaborate a bit more on the difference between what you call the polluted mind versus the pristine mind? What's the difference between those two? Okay, that's a very wonderful, good question. That's a really important question. Mind polluted means, for example, let's say we are angry. That moment is mind is polluted. Because what is polluted means that some thoughts, interpretations are, you know, like, um, uh, like clouds in the sky. And, you know, like they obscure the sky. The more you have thoughts, the negative thoughts involved, and negative emotions involved, the more experience and heavy. And what is really when you're angry and that moment, your mind is this, you know, polluted by negative thinking. 
and negative thoughts, like negative energy, anger, resentment, hatred, you know, like, and, and you know, uh, resistance, uh, you know, all these things are like mind is polluted. And that's called pollution. When you're angry, that moment, most people don't know their mind is polluted and distorted. Therefore, they have this experience. Same is when you are sad or like depressed, that means your mind is polluted and most, uh, you know, thinking, you know, like, um, and also pondering lots of negative or uncomfortable situations cannot let go of these experiences. And that means the more you pondering and there's something happened 10 years ago, a few years ago, the more mind is polluted. Therefore, the human beings are suffering because that really are with the anger or jealousy, unhappiness. That reason then, you know, like um, mind is polluted. It means negative thinking. Yes. So and that you... pristine mind is, uh, what is pristine mind is? Pristine mind is, uh, let's say, when clouds are like, uh, clouds are disappear, we can experience, see the, you know, blue sky. Same way, when, you know, during the meditation, only you know, during the meditation, when meditating, thoughts, emotions are dissipated. When thoughts, emotions are dissipated, and your consciousness, your awareness, your mind is, they have no negative thoughts. There's no negative emotions. There's no belief system. Consciousness is completely free. I, I call that unconditional mind because conditional mind is the thoughts, emotions, beliefs. They're all conditions because conditions create that. The more we focus the conditions, the more creates this pollution. Let's say you're not focused conditions, let's say 20 minutes, you're meditating, all these conditions are disappear, then you arrive at unconditional mind, which is testing mind. Yes. Okay. Yeah, excellent distinction there. And if you believe that we're all spiritual beings and that we exist when we don't have our bodies, when we're born, we are not that far removed from the spirit world. So would you say that children come into this world with a pristine mind and that as a function of living, it becomes polluted? Yeah, children is not completely, but, you know, like, I think the more there when you're born, maybe seven, I don't know, it's uh, 70%, maybe even 80%, then mind is more clear more clean than, you know, more pristine than adults, you know? Yes. Someone really went through. Because um, um, the pollutions are like a negative thoughts, emotions, belief systems, because children yes. don't have strong belief systems. They don't have much strong tendencies. They don't have that many belief systems. Therefore, their mind is more close than pristine mind. I think yes. that uh, compared to adults, therefore, and throughout, you know, Many years, you are raising different kind of religion, raising different kind of environments, uh, you know, gave you different kind of tendency, gave you different kind of belief systems, uh, gave you different kind of emotions you create. And that really, the more you learn sometimes, the more your thinking, the more your, you know, lots of painful experiences you have, the more your mind is distorted. And that's really, 
And the reason then is that uh, many years we select so many belief systems and habits or like thoughts, emotions. In the meditation is how do you clean, you know? And uh, for example, like this, uh, if you, let's say you have beautiful house, but you bring lots of things inside you, uh, you know, like uh, groceries, you know, furniture, everything. Then once in a while you need to clean, you know. We need to clean out everything, take out all garbage or you change your furniture. Like that, we do every, you know, every time we have a house or everything. But we never do that our mind. Mind is we don't have, you know, when you can clean your mind. That's the reason people don't know how to clean their mind. They're, they're mm. stuck in so much mental events. And that's really the reason people's mind is polluted. Someone's like 40 years old person, and he or she cannot clean their mind. That means the 40 years habits, beliefs, they have that. And that's really mainly I call, you know, sometimes the pollution. Polluted mind is polluted. And the goal of meditation is, you know, how do you clean out your pollutions, distortions of mind? And that means if you, if you clean that, you feel much better mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually. It lives there good, refresh. Yes, that's right. Yes. So what you're teaching here is the ability to go back to a state, even a state which is more clean than children are born with, like you said, their their mind may be 70 or 80% pristine, but it's still not completely there. Going back to a state which is even cleaner than when you were as a child to what we really, really are as very powerful, happy, spiritual beings. And you teach the way to do this in the book using your mind. And you make the point in the book also that it's not something that just happens magically, that it does take a practice, correct? Exactly, exactly. You said, right, you, you, you nailed it, you know, you nailed down. You know, it's really exactly, you know, like, how do you, you said, meditation means how do you touch your original nature? How do you touch your true self or like very pristine awareness? You know, like, we lost and touch that, you know, like, and then we are lost and touch that our pristine mind we are completely upset mental events or conditions, you know, like external conditions. So we are completely lost into, you know, uh, sometimes the sounds, sometimes the you know, image, sometimes, you know, many different kind of voices, and that's external conditions. And then sometimes we lost our thoughts and lost into our thoughts, emotions, you know, like that. And then, uh, therefore... When we someone's very angry, that means that you're lost into angry, and someone's jealousy and happiness, they're lost into jealousy and happiness. That's called mental events. They call events occur mind. But pristine mind means you're not lost into mental events. You're not lost into conditions. But how you really reconnect with your own original nature, your pristine mind. I think that's really our this practice is, and then once you uh, untouch with original nature, you're complete, you know, completely perfect, completely beautiful. I think that's really our about this book. I was writing for many years, 
And therefore, um, how do you really sound in true happiness when you touch your own touching mind? And that's really the, uh, you know, completely, uh, the, you know, the this meaning. And let's say children is, you know, like, um, uh, 70, 60% maybe they have less habits, less beliefs, but not completely. But even if we go beyond about the, uh, that need, you know, go, we are go beyond of that. And that's really our because I, I just saw here, testing mind meditation. There's meditation you can do, then how do you reconnect your own to nature? Yes, yes. I, I like how you also refer to it as reconnecting to your true nature. That's a really nice mm. way to put it. Mm. Well, thank you so much for all of this information so far, Arjian Cho Wang. Very interesting stuff. And we're going to keep going in the next segment to go even deeper. But before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsor for today's show, Colorado's okay. top rated. Front Range Community College offers a unique opportunity to be trained for professional employment in the exciting and emerging fields of holistic health and integrative medicine. You can earn a transferable associate's degree or up to five certificates in the specialized fields of integrative health and wellness coaching, aromatherapy, massage therapy, reflexology, and yoga teacher training. These are all certified with state and national approval credentials and professional membership affiliations. Click on the purple Front Range Community College banner right here on the Gen R Voice America homepage to learn more. And thank you very much, everyone, for joining us today. We'll be back in just a few. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Maholtra and creator of masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet 
at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. And welcome back, everyone, to Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host, and I'm talking with Orjian Cho Wang, a Tibetan, Mood- a Tibetan Buddhist meditation master, the founder and spiritual director of the Pristine Mind Foundation, and author of the new book, Our Pristine Mind, A Practical Guide to Unconditional Happiness. And in the previous segment, we were talking a lot about the difference between the polluted mind and the pristine mind and what each of those mean and how getting to your pristine mind is really getting back to your original nature, what we really are. And one question that I have for you is as you go through the process of uh, achieving a pristine mind, does that mean that you renounce many things in this world or do you actually get closer to those things? What does that mean for daily life? Very good question. That's the, I think um, sometimes people have this question. That's very good. Um, I think um, uh, you don't know, you renounce anything. I think that the goal is not renounce. I think more pristine. And if you renounce, same times that don't make you pristine, you know, like, it will, it's nothing to do with the renounce or not, but if your mind is pristine, that's the goal, then everything's beautiful, whether you renounce or not. I think, therefore, uh, uh, how, you know, you know, like, how do you attach your pristine mind? I think that's the goal. And how do you do it, really, are, I think that's very important. Uh, you know, like everybody, you know, every individual's mind is pristine. But most people, they don't experience, you know, they feel mind is sometimes, they feel anxious mind, they sometimes they feel, you know, uh, emotional mind, difficult mind. They never experience pristine mind. Why human beings don't experience pristine mind, they experience emotions and thoughts. The reason is, for example, I was explain this because their mind is overcast because overcast by so much thoughts, emotions, you know, like uh, agitations. Uh, mind is overcast. Overcast mind cannot experience, you know, you cannot experience pristine mind. For example, the sky is, you know, like overcast. You cannot blue sky. You cannot see the blue sky. Same time, same, it's the same way. Your mind is overcast. You cannot experience the, um, your own pristine mind. And that's same. Then when you experience pristine mind, when you know, experience, I want to talk about that. I think that's really, uh, it's very important when you experience. And I think uh, when you experience is, I think um, when you meditate, what that means is, for example, uh, um, uh, thoughts, emotions are conditional. And there, you know, overcast mind is conditional. And therefore, if you don't meditate, in, then the conditions are available. For example, this, um, uh, uh, what the conditions are? Conditions are you thinking past. Uh, thinking past, your situations, conditions create more mental events. And then, 
more mental events than your mind. It's, you're overcast. Now, someone's thinking more past, you know, stuck in more past, they have more mental events. And someone thinking future and stuck in future, they have also mental and more mental events. And we are constantly focused past and future or distracting present situations that make our, always our mind is overcast. That's the reason the conditions are available. And then there's the how do you experience that the case? And there's some meditation techniques called this is come from Guru Pamatsambhava's teachings. And he says, if you want to experience testing mind, do this meditation, let's say 20 minutes. Let's say, how do you access testing mind? Let's say this exercise. So he says, don't follow past. Don't anticipate in future. Stay present moment. Leave your mind alone. And these four techniques to say, someone's mind is not past, just bring present moment. The mind is not, you know, uh, going future, but stay in present moment, bring present moment. If you stay present moment, uh, you leave your mind alone, just present moment. And then what happens is, the thoughts, emotions, agitations you have slowly, slowly dissipate because they cannot survive focusing conditions. When you leave your mind alone, you are not focused in any conditions, and that means the conditional mind is dissipated, disappeared. The thoughts are disappeared, the emotions are disappeared, the agitations are disappeared, then unhappiness is disappeared, anxiety, everything is disappeared. And and because you all leave your mind alone, not mess with the conditions. That means they, they one by one, you know, disappear uh, during the meditation. Five, ten minutes later, you have, there's, there's presence of the mind is clear, pristine. There's absence of your mental emotional event. And that means you rise of pristine mind. That's called pristine mind experience. It's very important to arrive there. And then you say, oh, yeah, my mind is pristine. And you just only, you know, only you touch your original nature. You just arrive original nature beyond mental events. Yes, beyond mental events, yes. And in the book, you make a really good point. And I'm going to read a paragraph that you have on page 9 about how you relate to the world when you have a pristine mind. And I think this was really well said. This is what it says. You say, in the pristine mind, we are not detached or withdrawn from the world. We do not need to reject worldly pleasures. In pristine mind, we are far more present to the world than we would have ever been before. We experience life's pleasures more robustly, work more effectively, and above all, love more richly and universally. Living in this way does not leave us dry and disconnected, but fills us with gratitude and energy. Our very life changes from one of fending off fear and despair to one of contentment, love, and splendor. I thought that was really well put and an important point to make because in getting to this point, it's not about then leaving society and being alone in this blissful state. It's not that at all. It's achieving this state and being very much part of the world still, correct? 
Exactly. The goal of this book is, you know, like the book, if, if uh, you are pussy mind, you have, if you experience pussy mind, you can connect world more profoundly, more deeply. So the reason is we have so much hesitation. We do not enjoy the world. We don't know how to connect our friends, family, everything. The reason is there's so much hesitation. There's so much pollution in our mind. There's so much resentment, hesitation, doubt. All these things uh, you have, it's very hard to connect. But therefore, most people time, more many people, you know, hard to connect the world. It's, it's the number one is your mind. Your mind is polluted, difficult, you know, like resistance, resentment. You cannot connect the world properly. Therefore, I hear the purpose is, if your mind is pristine, the number one is this. What is really? If you're fearless, because fearless means thoughts, emotions, and there's no fear. Therefore, you can genuinely connect the rest of the world. You know, like for me, I give always examples. This when I go to a book tour or like went to you know, a huge audience, you know, I need to talk to you, engaging. The number one for me connect audience is when my, my mind is pristine. When my mm-hmm. mind is some degree pristine, I can connect the audience very well. But my mind is polluted, hesitation, self-consciousness. I become nervous. I cannot connect the audience. Therefore, I can tell, you know, like, oh, how do you connect to the audience? If you have more pristine mind, and that's really that's the key to and living very enthusiastically, enjoying. And that, because this is very important, anything, for example, for example, your body is healthy physically, you enjoy the world, you have a strong energy, enthusiasm. Similarly, if your mind is pristine, engaging world is very joyful, very, you know, powerful, very, you know, enthusiasm there. And number one, you know, like they connect the world is, you know, having pristine mind. And then there's, I think a book there inside there, so maybe there, there's, if your mind is pristine, everything you perceive is pristine. Mm-hmm. And that's it. If your mind is polluted, everything you perceive is polluted. You know, you can see people in many difficult conditions, you know, people have hard times, you look, each person they have, and, you know, sometimes in their mind is some, some lower distorted. I think they need to look, if they know that, I think very much helpful to improve that situation. Therefore, like having pristine mind is having drinking, you know, fresh, clean water. And that, I think that's really like that. And therefore, having pristine mind is key to not reject the world, but embracing the world, enjoy the world. That's really, I think, number one key, more than any other thing. I think that's best communication a world is having in mind. Ah, that's a really good point. Yeah, that basically the mental pollution is what causes a lot of separation, fear, false perceptions, and by cleaning all that out, 
and going back to your original nature and a more pristine mind, you're really able to connect better, more authentically to people, situations. So it's just a much more joyful way to live your life. So, okay, that's a really great explanation. So my other question about this is, one thing that's popular today is mindfulness, just being mindful, which I interpret as very much living in the moment. And like you say, not having the mental events where you're dwelling on the past or worrying about the future, you're in the present. Now, for pristine mind meditations, they go beyond mindfulness, correct? Is that true? Exactly. The traditionally, you know, like 2,500 years, there's two things. Mindfulness means like you're going, mindfulness and testing mind, that's really a 2,000 years history, 2,500 years history that people do. Usually mindfulness means, the goal mindfulness means calm down your mind, relaxation. That's really our, for example, therefore, Many people have cannot say, you know, mind is completely uh, wild, cannot control, and so much uh, stir up thoughts, emotions. And then the, uh, the technique is, you know, you watch breath. Watch breath, focus your breath, inhaling, exhaling, and then, therefore, calm down your mind. And also, I think that's really what I call mindfulness. You mindfulness, you focus that breath. I mean, mindfulness, not losing that. And then once your mind is calmed down, already relaxed, and then still you focus, you know, like breath, or oh, what do you do after that? Your mind is, then this, after that, this is, you shouldn't, then it's, no, you don't need longer focus breath. And, but then it's transition to pissy mind. Then once your mind is calmed down, then what do you do? Is leave your mind alone. Leave your mind alone. What happens is then is your mind is pristine. Then it's going more deeper than just focus any conditions, like conditions, breath, sensations, images, mental. All these things are conditions. Therefore, mindfulness means focus conditions. Pristine mind is in touching your fundamental nature. There's more going deeply, more profound way. And traditionally, First, you do mindfulness, and then you move to pristine mind. That's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is mind is completely pristine mind, and then live a world, live that kind, uh, you know, world. I think that's really our, you know, about pristine mind and, you know, um, mindfulness. Actually, you know, someone has, you know, mind is very calm, they don't need to go, you know, mindfulness. They can directly, um, you know, uh, enter the pristine mind. There's, uh, this is, you know, tradition, 2,500 years. They did that before. And either you can go directly to pristine mind or you can first do mindfulness then go to pristine mind. There's two different ways and this practice occurs. There are different people. Okay. All right. Very interesting. Yeah. And a lot of the details about doing this are in your book, Our Pristine Mind. So 
On that note, let's get ready for our next break. But before we go, I'd like to thank our sponsor for today's show. Colorado's top-rated Front Range Community College offers a unique opportunity to be trained for professional employment in the exciting and emerging fields of holistic health and integrative medicine. You can earn a transferable associate's degree or up to five certificates in the specialized fields of integrative health and wellness coaching, aromatherapy, massage therapy, reflexology, and yoga teacher training. These are all certified with state and national approval credentials and professional membership affiliations. Click on the purple Front Range Community College banner on the GenRVoiceAmerica.com homepage to learn much more. And let's get ready for that break. I am here today with Orjian Chowang Rinpoche, and we are talking about his new book, Our Pristine Mind, A Practical Guide to Unconditional Happiness. We will be right back with some more great stuff. Thanks again for joining us. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Maholtra and creator of masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. And welcome back, everyone. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host, and I'm talking today with Orjan Chawang Rinpoche, a Tibetan Buddhist meditation master, founder and spiritual director of the Pristine Mind Foundation, and the author of his new book, Our Pristine Mind, A Practical Guide to Unconditional Happiness. So now in our final segment here, I wanted to talk about unconditional happiness for a bit. And to start that discussion, I'd like to read something 
in that Origen wrote in Our Pristine Mind, basically in the introduction. And he wrote, Our human life is so precious, it seems we ought to be happy. We are taught that we can be happy if we work hard to achieve the goals we are told to strive for, looking young and attractive, having a good relationship, succeeding at work, and making good money, for example. When you think we are doing well in life, it's usually because we feel happy for the time being or we are satisfied, even delighted with our positive circumstances. When we fall in love, buy the new car, or get the promotion we have worked so hard for, we experience high spirits. But sooner or later, we learn that such happiness is short-lived or tainted with problems of one kind or another. No matter how much happiness we get out of our circumstances, we eventually reach a point where we feel uncertain, stressed, and unhappy. We feel that if we just had a little bit more of this or a little less of that, or if we could just figure out what's lacking, we would find true happiness. But reaching that elusive place is so rare. Our times of happiness turn to times of sadness. The things we had hoped would bring complete, perfect happiness simply fail to do so. Clearly something is missing. Even if we succeed in getting the things that are supposed to bring happiness, we do not feel fundamentally, unconditionally happy. But fundamental or unconditional happiness, I mean not temporary temporary happiness, but a contentment that is indestructible. It does not depend on any external causes or conditions or circumstances. So that's a very good definition of unconditional happiness. Would you like to elaborate a little bit more on what it really means to feel unconditional happiness and how attainable it is for all of us? Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's, um, um, you know, thank you reading that, you know. Uh, yeah, unconditional happiness. I think, um, you know, many people, we are all human beings wanting something, you know, like we, you know, we, you know, go to all these conditions, you know, like, Senses, you know, happiness outside somewhere, location or person or something, you know, like that. But of course, that's form of happiness, but only uh, that's the conditional because conditions, as long as conditions there, we feel good. And when conditions are disappear, we feel bad. Therefore, conditional happiness. But really, what really want we, we, we all human beings? I think we want uh, ultimately we are want unconditional happiness. It's unconditional means something always within you, and you know unconditional. I think that's a really secure love of happiness. Uh, I, I mean, here is you know like uh, what is unconditional happiness means? Uh, it, it says if your mind is pristine, and your mind is pristine, and then there's a sense of well-being without conditions. Uh, because um, uh, sense of well-being, there's conditions. Uh, you know, sense of well-being, bliss, uh, you know, like fearlessness, uh, very comfortable, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's not come from conditions. But the more your mind is pristine, the more that sense of well-being is more, you know, powerful, more strong. And, you know, like, uh, I think that really, uh, you don't need to always recharge your, you know, happiness through conditions. And um, um, I think that's really our um, unconditional happiness. Let's say, for example, your, you know, fear, anxiety, you know, like, everything, you know, like, stress comes from your thoughts, yeah? Your thoughts and emotions. Let's say, 
if you reduce negative thoughts, emotions, like your tuning amount, like 70%, you know, like your mental emotional pollution, I think you feel and you feel unconditional happiness. And sometimes you do that. You, if you do meditation five days, you do meditation, but you know, retreat. But after that, there's no reason that you feel so good. You're just enjoyable. You're just no external reason. But your mind is delight, and you know, like it's it's joyful. It's it's like organic. It's not come from external conditions. But you feel the mentally, emotionally, there's sense of well-being and there's joy. I think that's really called unconditional happiness. It's a degree. A degree means. The more you have peace in mind, the more you have unconditional happiness. And the more your mind is polluted, the more you feel heavy and, you know, like uh, uncomfortable. That's naturally in the health curve. And the wonderful thing is, you know, like it's not really denying conditional happiness, they say. If you have unconditional happiness, a conditional happiness is much powerful. I give example this, for example. Someone, you know, someone's mind is, you know, like someone's going to party, you know, enjoying someone's, you know, throwing parties. If your mind, someone's mind is really, you go, there are three people go. One person's mind is very clear like that, and the other's mind is really, really difficult, stuck so many mental events, feeling not good. It's about attending party. But one is really enjoy, the other is not enjoy because something is going inside. Because yeah. why the person is uh, not enjoy the party because she or she's mind is completely contaminated, polluted. Polluted minds don't enjoy the world. Similarly, yes. the other is enjoy the world because their mind is clear, pristine. This is, if you have unconditional happiness, you enjoy more conditional happiness, double and triple. And that's really uh, my own personal experience, uh, like say, experience like that. For example, like say, if my mind is today very, you know, high, clear, like pristine, some degree, that day, anything I go to watching or movie, watching movie or like the watching round, it's more majestic, it's all more beautiful. And then my mind is, you know, not that clear, you know, a little bit, you know, depressed. And I don't look at walking around, it, you know, take that quality. I'm not enjoying it. Therefore, and the key to enjoy the world is in conditional happiness, even a conditional happiness. You need to find first unconditional happiness. Yes. And I think that was a good point that you gave about one person having fun at a party and another person not having fun at a party. So they're given the same external circumstance, but their perception of it was completely different depending on the state of their mind. And I think this also gets to the aspect of whether it's selfish or not to focus on achieving your own unconditional happiness. So I think it's pretty clear that working towards your own unconditional happiness is not a selfish act at all. Because what you do when you get even working on it, when you achieve it, is that you are able then to help others 
also be happier and you're a more creative person and you're a more helpful person. And so actually by being happy, you're bringing more light to the world and that's not a selfish thing to do at all. Would you agree? Exactly, yeah. That's not selfish. If you're not happy, you cannot make people happy. You know, you cannot help yeah. people. You understand? You need help. Or you, you say, first example, you say go airplanes. Your airplanes, you know, first, first, you, first you put your own, what is called that, uh, uh, oxygen mask. Then you, yes. you help others. <laughs> you remember right. the airlines. And similar, in order to give happiness, helping others, you need finding first and happiness yourself. And therefore, if you're happy, you find unconditional happiness, definitely, and you make other people happy. And people spend time you, they impact. And people, you, uh, you have no hesitations. You have more compassionate. You are really, uh, you know how, you have good heart. Uh, you know, the other, you know, like component I was addressing, you know, this uh, book is, you know, having good heart. Having good heart means you have love, compassion, rejoice, uh, and partiality, whole entire humanity. And therefore, yeah, you have development condition of happiness, definitely you help more people and not just only a few people. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, thank you for all of this today. We're getting close to the end of the show. So I want to start asking you some other questions about the Pristine Mind Foundation. But before we do, I just want to remind everyone, the book title is Our Pristine Mind, A Practical Guide to Unconditional Happiness. And I hope that it was clear from the passages that I read that it's written so well and so beautifully that it's a pleasure to read and very accessible. So I would highly recommend that anyone who wants to learn more about this, about achieving unconditional happiness, that they go ahead and grab this book. So now tell us a little bit more about the Pristine Mind Foundation and even your travel schedule. You're going to be visiting some cities soon, correct? Yes, and thank you very much. Pristine Mind Foundation, I start 2014, you know, like my the goal is, you know, like uh, two things for I think human beings, everybody have pristine mind and find unconditional happiness. Therefore, we start non-profit organization called, you know, Pristine Mind Foundation in, in the base of the San Francisco Bay Area in San Rafael. I'm, I'm just a basic here. And then that's, uh, we have the foundation and we have sub members, board, everything here. And then I, that's uh, really this. Foundations promoting, you know, like uh, teachings, you know, like, uh, books, interviews, all these things that they are, you know, sports that. And then that's really reason I've gone to many different places to um, going to uh, teaching. I was uh, going to a uh, border. I think this um, what is the date is August. No. August, uh, August 31st, the border, Colorado, there's university. Ah. I think I'm going to Colorado University, and then there's border, there's bookstore, and then I'm going to Chambala Mountain Center, I think, doing retreats, I think, uh, um, this, uh, you know, uh, uh, September, I think, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm a little bit traveling around, and then most of the area, and then going to Northwest in Seattle. I went to travel in so many places, and it's very wonderful. It just came out this year, book. 
And then I just know just going to book talks and introduce everyone has the healthy mind and unconditional happiness. Thank you very much. That's very, you know, wonderful to, you know, you know, talk about healthy mind. Oh, you're very welcome. And if folks want to learn more about your schedule, would they go to pristinemind.org? Is that the place to go? Yes, pristinemind.org. Yeah, that's really the website. They can go and they can find any information in the schedule, everything you do. Retreats there. Also, I do retreats in meditation retreats a few days. And also, uh, we're doing online streaming, also many other things we do. They go there. That's fine. They can find any information. Thank you very much. Okay. Yes. PristineMind.org to learn about retreats and his travel schedule for his book, Our Pristine Mind, A Practical Guide to Unconditional Happiness, and many other things that are going on. Well, thank you so much today, Orjun Choang. It was a pleasure having you and learning more about Pristine Mind and how important it is to work on that to achieve unconditional happiness. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, and have nice see you this time. It's very beautiful. Thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to follow Regenerate Magazine on Facebook and also check out our website, regeneratemagazine.com, for all types of articles about mind, body, spirit, and green living. And we'll see you next week, same time, and our guest will be mompreneur Perul Agrawal. She will talk about her journey being a mom and an entrepreneur and all of the trials and tribulations in creating her own business. She has a lot of insights to share. Hope you can join us. Thanks again for stopping by everyone today. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.